Hi everyone, welcome to Nice Talk, the crypto show by NiceHash, where we feature expert commentary from around the industry. And my name is Joe, I'm Chief Marketing Officer at NiceHash. Joining me is Marco, our Product Manager of Mining. And we're very happy to welcome today our special guest, Jason Brink, President of Blockchain at Gala Games. So we're really excited to have you on board today and look forward to learning more about it. Super happy to be here to talk to you guys. I've been a fan of NiceHash nice for some time, so... Guys are uh, awesome. doing some cool stuff. So maybe you want to start off uh, just by introducing yourself and telling us a bit about what you do. Sure, I'd be more than happy to. Uh, so as uh, as Joe said, uh, my name is Jason Brink. A lot of people in the space know me as Bitbender. I've been in blockchain since 2012, 2013, uh, originally looking at blockchain sort of from the perspective of how can we use uh, this new technology, this you know, new uh, area of innovation to help improve the quality of life for those who are, uh, you know, in on the sort of bottom end of, of the poverty spectrum. Originally, looking at it specifically for how can we use blockchain to fix some of the problems that are endemic to foreign aid. Um, <clears throat> spent some time doing disaster relief work and things like that, and realized that. Uh, as important as that sort of work is, that specific thing can't be done without the help of NGOs and governments. And generally speaking, NGOs and governments are way too slow and way too risk risk averse to, you know, actually make an impact by bringing in uh, absolutely bleeding edge technology. And so that's where I sort of got into uh, gaming and finding ways to use gaming and rethinking what work actually means uh, to help those uh, on the lower end of the spectrum as well. And so at Gala Games, we are pioneering in uh, play and earn gaming as well as play to own gaming and super happy to be here to talk to you guys. Awesome. That's very interesting. Going from from there to gaming, it's quite a quite an interesting path. It's 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 been an interesting it's been an interesting thing. I mean, it's it's like you sort of start, um, you know, from the perspective of looking at, uh, looking at at how how do you really make a difference, right? Like, you, for example, I was in I was in Haiti, uh, post earthquake, and um, they there was tremendous amounts of of aid flowing into the country, but none of it was actually getting to the people uh, that needed it the most because it was always sort of being like siphoned off, right? Um, and please forgive me if there's some background noise. Apparently somebody needed to uh, drill a big hole in something nearby. Um, <laughs> don't worry, we don't hear it. Wonderful, because it's rattling the hell out of my office right now. So I'm, I'm, I'm amazed that you guys aren't hearing it. Um, but uh, then going from sort of that uh, policy level, like how do we create this really big thing to, um, you know, how do we make a game that people can play and they end up owning something? You know, that's a, that's a really, really big, uh, big shift. But what is interesting about it is that um, you find that via the sort of playing side of things, um, you can actually make a much bigger difference. So it's, it's pretty cool. Fair enough, yeah. So yeah, maybe you can tell us a bit more about Gala. So what's what exactly is Gala? For someone who's never heard of it, how would you describe it? Sure. So Gala Games was founded by Eric Schiermeyer. Eric Schiermeyer was one of the co-founders of Zynga. 
And we have since the very, very beginning of this, I was, I was there during the initial early stages as well, although it wasn't really officially involved at that time. Um, the, the whole idea is, is that in the gaming space, okay, there are people who have spent, you know, tons and tons and tons of money buying things in game. Okay, if you've played any game, you've paid for DLCs, you've paid for skins, you've paid for, you know, all of these different things. Um, and you get nothing for it. And you can't trade it and you can't send it to your friend and you can't sell it. And it's just, you know, you're just pouring money down in a down a tube. And, you know, we obviously don't like that all that much. Uh, so what we did is we started looking at it from the perspective of like, okay, well, how do we actually give people ownership of their in-game assets? And blockchain is the fairly obvious answer to that question because it it allows the creation of things and uh, in, a, in a decentralized fashion and the allowing users to essentially custody their own stuff. So if you buy a skin in spider tanks, um, it's yours. You do whatever you want with it. Uh, we can't stop you. And that we we believe is is a very, very important thing. Um, when I joined a couple years ago now, um, actually, it's uh, kind of funny, like time in COVID times doesn't really work the same way as time before COVID, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So a couple years ago, I, I joined, I was employee number eight, um, and we're up over uh, employee 300 now, and we're growing like crazy. We've got 22 different games in the pipeline to come to the, the platform all heavy duty, triple A, you know, really, really Crazy. high quality stuff. Um, so yeah, I'm super excited about it. Yeah, super crazy to hear you have over uh, 300 employees. That's a lot. Yeah, congrats. It's a lot. It's, it's definitely yeah. a lot. <laughs> so can you tell us how does Gala Games work? For example, uh, Water Notes. I, I, of course, went to your website. I did a little bit of research. I tried the that town game. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, how does how does Gala Games work? What what sure. are notes? Sure. So everything that happens in the entire ecosystem. Okay. Um, we we believe very fundamentally in in the powers of decentralization. Okay. Um, with with the acknowledgement that decentralization is a spectrum, and you know, oftentimes when you're building something, you start you know more centralized to stand up services that work, and then you decentralize them over time. This is essentially what the node network exists to do. Uh, one of the critical components that, that Gala has is a uh, governance system that is set up, that is run by the node network. And what the node network has the ability to do is it gives permission, essentially, for games to come to the ecosystem. Um, the NFTs that are used in these games are supported by the node network and in certain instances, work is performed by the node network to support the function of these games. Um, as Gala Chain rolls out, for example, these nodes are going to be confirming transactions um, and ordering ordering transactions as they, they move through the ecosystem. That's an absolutely critical job that has to be done by somebody. And we set it up so that uh, it's done by the nodes, those who have taken an interest in the ecosystem as a whole. Those are like master nodes? You can or... think of them as masternodes. Um, that, that, that's in, in, in the blockchain space, as you guys know, there's a lot of uh, use and misuse of various types of terminology. Um, yeah. So we, we essentially work in the, the, the large 
at the end of the day, the large scale ecosystem that stands up is going to be proof of delegated authority. Okay, so it's not a proof of stake uh, system where you're you're putting tokens up and those tokens are ask, acting as the resource of scarcity in the network. Um, when you purchase a node, you're purchasing a software license. You run that software license, it contributes to the overall health and stability of the network. It hosts content uh, via our DCDN, uh, which runs via um, IPFS. And uh, we work very closely with Protocol Labs on you know building out that and making it very, very robust. Um, and then those, those nodes, uh, yeah, they, they essentially support the entire ecosystem. So everything is based on them, but they're not like a collateralized node like you might think uh, for, for some few other things. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. So what would be the requirements for, for running a node if you wanted to run one? Sure. So right now, uh, the requirements are fairly light. Um, they're not like $5 bullshit VPS light. Um, you know, you actually have to run them on a system with some uh, specifications, but they're still quite light. Any sort of uh, computer that you have at home would be able to run a node. Um, we feel that that's very important, that uh, the health and stability of the ecosystem should not depend just on people who have massive, you know, mining concerns. And it also shouldn't be just on people who have the ability to, you know, yeet a bunch of nodes up into, uh, you know, VPS cluster or something like that. You know, mm -hmm. we want to, to see the most broadly distributed network possible um, geographically and, uh, you know, hardware wise. Okay, so um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Flux network. Uh, they basically provide uh, servers. Uh, decentralized servers, but and so Gala nodes are not servers. They're like uh, they're not. You cannot earn from from nodes, or you can. You can you can earn from nodes, but they're not they're not servers. In the they're not servers. They're software that runs that can run on a server, um, yeah. and they do serve content. It, you know. Okay, yeah, that, that's what I'm interested in. Is yes. the actual content content saved on that node? Yes, or is, or, yes, it is. Yeah, okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, right now, we also mirror that content, um, you know, centrally as well, because uh, it's it's easier for us to pull from it functionally on our own platform. Um, but it definitely hosts content, and if you're if you're running a node or you're accessing that content, it will pull from the best node. Uh, near you to, to get that content. And what is that content? Can you be more uh, specific? Sure. Right now that content is is essentially everything that exists on our network in terms of NFTs, metadata, images, things like that. Um, in the long run, that content is going to be a lot heavier. Um, it could be, you know, game state data. It could be, you know, up upgrade data for specific NFTs, uh, things like that. Right now, that's what it is, though. Okay, so uh, what's the total size of this? I don't you actually know. know. Um, I don't is actually know. Is it in gigabytes? Is. is it in terabytes? Uh, right now, it's probably in the gigabytes. Um, although, as we, we recently uh, unveiled the Gala Music ecosystem, um, and in the short term, uh, some of that content is, is also on the node system. And so that's heavier content, obviously, because it's, 
yeah. you know, audio content. It's not just, you know, a picture, but, but it, that that's, it's, it's not insanely massive at this point. I believe we're also serving a lot of Townstar content um, and node content itself. So when you run the, when you run the node, a lot of the, the actual, you know, data, like the images that you see in the node interface, all of that is coming from that, that decentralized network as well. How many nodes do you have on the network? Uh, right now, I believe there's about 25,000, 26,000, something like that running. Um, I don't know the the specific number today because it fluctuates day by day as nodes come yeah. online and fall off and stuff. But um, but yeah, it's it's somewhere in that neighborhood. Quite a lot. Um, so um, what about smart contracts? I mean, smart contracts in terms of you have token on Ethereum, right? Binance Network and Solana. Uh, we we I think so. We don't have a well. Okay, so. So here, yep. this is one of the beauties of decentralization. Um, we have our official contract for Gala itself um, is an ERC-20 on Ethereum. Um, okay. We have also worked with P Network uh, to get a bridge uh, to BSC chain, okay, which I believe is what they're calling it now, um, or BNB chain. I think they changed it to BNB chain, the, the Binance chain. You guys know yeah, what I'm talking the, about. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And so, you know, it, it, we worked with P Network to build that bridge over there. We have not worked with anybody to set up a Solana bridge. Um, yep. If one exists, it has nothing to do with us. That does not necessarily mean that one doesn't exist. It's just we're not aware of it and it is not a quote unquote official uh, bridge. But, you know, people can bridge whatever to wherever. And, you know, that's sort of again, the beauty of decentralization. Uh, um, so, yeah, George is gone. Yeah, I was just going to say, so in between all the network of this, how do you how do you handle the transaction fees between if you have these different chains? Right now, there? transaction fees, transaction fees, you know, I mean, it depends on what we're, what we're talking about, right? You know, if you're, if you're transacting on Ethereum, the end user is the one that is paying those transaction fees. So if you want to send one of your NFTs somewhere, uh, you know that's the the you're paying that fee. In terms of in-game transactions, we do not use Ethereum for in-game transactions. Um, you know you can purchase NFTs from our store in Gala, uh, but the that game state data does not go on Ethereum because, to be honest, it would break Ethereum. Um, so what we what we're doing, and this is one of the critical components of you know, having the the we're the the project Geary is what we're currently calling it, and it is a deliberately awful name so that we can pick a new one. Um, <laughs> is is currently <laughs> it, it exists just for that purpose, and uh, it's essentially the first blockchain that has been uh, developed by actual game developers for the purposes of building a blockchain at scale. Um, that can handle, you know, massive, massive, massive transaction loads and specific game data. Cool. Nice. Is there, is there going to be like a token for those, for that blockchain? 
or um in man you're trying to get alpha things 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 are are <laughs> things are, are there, there's a lot of stuff going on in the background so what will yeah. likely happen okay and this is in no way shape or form a promise um but what will yeah. likely happen is uh those who have an active interest in the ecosystem okay uh be that having nodes um, potentially doing things like uh, holding tokens, there may be a locking mechanism that is part of this, um, would receive uh, the governance token for that larger uh, chain ecosystem. We essentially want to create something that, uh, how do I put this? We want to create something that is absolutely decentralized at the end of the day and it is difficult to do that if it has your own name on it which is why we're not calling this gala chain because if it's gala chain then it's not really like like yeah. the perception would be that it's not decentralized however it's called something yeah. else then then it makes it a lot easier to to kind of get to that point and the reason exactly the same if there would be like the satoshi would be known guy uh it, it, then he would be yeah, exactly. I exactly. Yeah. And so, so, you know, as we set things up like that, I mean, we're doing this for a couple reasons. I mean, the first is that, you know, we don't want, let's, let's say somebody builds a game that's a crappy game and they put it on a decentralized ecosystem. Okay. And it's a fully decentralized ecosystem where everybody, you know, has a role in that ecosystem and, you know, the governance of that ecosystem, like Ethereum, for example. Um, and then the person who makes this terrible game rugs everybody. We don't want to have that be, you know, stuck to something that has our name. You know what I mean? Um, we would much rather it be something that is, uh, you know, decentralized so that that it can govern itself and we simply use it uh, to to perform, um, you know, the tasks as, as we need to. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. So let's let's talk a little bit more about the actual games. Can you tell us sure. what is the main difference between blockchain games and off-chain games? Sure. So for for me, the primary difference between uh, sort of we'll we'll call it blockchain gaming and uh, quote unquote conventional gaming, okay, is uh, the concept of ownership, okay and your freedom to do as you choose with your assets in those games. Um, you know, everybody here has been, um, everybody here has been a gamer forever, right? Like what was your, what was the first game that you guys remember playing? Uh, for me it was uh, Lemmings. <laughs> Lemmings, nice, yeah. deep cut. <laughs> Little, little, I think little blue-haired bastards blowing yeah, up yeah. all over the screen <laughs> when when you get to the end. I think mine was was Serious Sam, if you know the game. I do know Serious Sam. You are significantly yeah. younger than me, I think. Uh, yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I probably am. It was my older brothers, so uh, there, there you I go. got I got like a couple of minutes of it. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Um, you know, but but you guys remember like back in those days. You know, Sir Serious Sam. I want to say that was an original PlayStation game. What did I'm not sure. I played it on PC. A PC. Okay, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. 
Um, you know, but like, I remember back in the early days when you would, when you would have a game, you know, you'd get to do like the, the, you know, click, 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 click thing, you know, and you're, you're starting up, uh, you're starting up Zelda and, you know, you're, uh, get, get everything plugged in. You have the, the cables going to the front of the TV and, you know, like you, you actually held the game in your hand, right? And that was such a cool experience. And there was, there was an absolute definite feeling of ownership, right? This is my game. Why is it my game? Because I own this game and I can do whatever I want with it, right? And then cloud-based gaming came along. You know, people started playing, uh, you, you know, Steam, Steam happened, right? I think, you know, the first time I installed a game from Steam, which was Half-Life 2, I believe, okay? I first installed it and I was like, what, where's the box? You know, like, like, where's the box? How do I own this? Cause you know, I had all the rest of my games in my shelf, like in the, the boxes all lined up. Right. You know, the, the big old style boxes and then like the smaller ones that were like the size of a VHS tape for all of the people who are, you know, old enough to remember what the hell a VHS <laughs> tape is, um, you know, and it was like this, this feeling of like ownership, like this is my stuff. And then you install something digitally for the first time. And you're just like, well, where's the game? I don't understand. Where's the game? Um, and then we, we got used to that because it's super convenient, right? But at the end of the day, you don't own the game. You can't put it in your backpack and take it to school and swap it with your buddy. Okay. You can't do anything. You just have to, to like, believe in in the server and uh you know have have you know play it on your own steam account um and if you buy something in that game or you win something in that game you can't send it to anybody else like in very very rare circumstances is that possible right um and so this is this is sort of for me the the big differentiating factor because if you play one of our games like uh you know recently there's a there's a game called grit that we announced okay and it's essentially a, uh, it's a battle royale game. Um, think of it as a mix between Red Dead Redemption, okay, and PUBG. Okay, so it's like this insane, crazy, horseback riding, gun slinging, you know, awesome game, okay, where you actually get to own stuff. You know, you can own upgrades for your guns. You can own you know, different characters, you can own horses, you can own, you know, all of this different stuff. And it's yours. And if you want to send it to somebody else, you can, you know, once it's yours, once you've, you know, earned it in game or bought it, it's completely yours. You know, where is it saved? Like, uh, do, you, do you need your own uh, wallet? Or yeah, it's, it's saved in a account? wallet. It's saved in a wallet. So, so when I create an account, I get a new wallet or yeah. How does that part work? Maybe you can yeah, explain so, us more so about you, this. You yeah. essentially, right now, the way that it works, and um, I will fully admit to this being clunky as hell and definitely something that I'd like to change. Um, but right now, you you go through a wallet creation process. One of the things I was literally just talking about this morning uh, is transitioning to a more uh, Web3 sort of native uh, process where... You know, it's not, uh, you don't have to create a wallet because you will already have your wallet and you're just connecting to the site. That's what I would like to see. But right now you create an account then you go through the, the wallet creation process. It gives you a key phrase, you know, so on and so forth, that, that process. So, 
So you would want to have something like with MetaMask? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you, yeah. I would. I would much rather something like that. Plus, yeah. if you if you have something that's fully Web three native, um, you know, you can access all sorts of other single sign on options as well that people would like to use um, that are based on other services outside of our own. Our own. Yeah, it, it would be cool to use Ledger on your gaming platform. Yes. And sign yes, I would for example, really, or... really like that. I would really, really like that. Um, the the downside of um, Ledger and you know things like that is occasionally um, you have to give allowances for use of tokens in game. Um, you know, especially if you're going to be purchasing, uh, you know, various things, and those allowances, if you're having to, you know, bust out the 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 Ledger, the Trezor, and connect it and sign in. And, you know, it, it becomes kind of high friction at a certain point, um, which is something we generally want to avoid. But but I do understand, you know, the hows and the whys of it. Yeah. You want to have it like like you're saying earlier, like you put a game in your backpack and you can just swap it with your friend. Yep. The same thing. I would thing, love but, that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a cool uh, principle. Uh, apart from NFTs, what makes a blockchain game a blockchain game? So... I suppose there could be like a decentralized servers. Is there anything else that makes a game more blockchain game apart from, you know, for example, I, I imagine like, if you know, World of Warcraft, I play that of course, of course. a lot. Yeah. So I play that a lot and I can imagine having servers on like uh, decentralized, decentralized yep. servers. And on top of that, that you have your uh, mounts as an NFT, for example. Correct. What else could be used? Give us some like use case of blockchain game? Well, there's a, there's a few different things. Let's say, for example, that you're going into a dungeon. Okay. okay. Now, one of the things uh, in World of Warcraft that was um, got a little bit grindy after a while is it became really easy to know what the hell was coming next. Right? You know, let's say you're, you're, you enter this dungeon. It's the same dungeon for everybody. You've got one guy whose job it is literally to just guide people through the damn dungeon. Yeah, okay, there's going to be three mobs up here. There's going to be, you know, four heal here. You know, watch out for the trap. And it's all sort of the same shit, right? (laughs) Well, what would it be like if you had a series of computers all over the world uh, that were creating new instances that were procedurally generated? So every time you go into a dungeon, it's something new, right? That's something that could be done in a decentralized fashion. I mean, that could be done in a centralized fashion too, but but in this case, you know, you set it up so that you know the entire ecosystem has a, a role in it. The other thing that I think is super important, and this isn't so much a technological layer as it is a philosophical one, and it's the how the games are made. Okay. When you and if you're if you're a member of our, our Discord, which I enjoy everybody who watches this to go join at galagames.chat. Um, it's a very different Discord than anyone you've ever experienced, I promise you that. Um, if you are if you're joining Discord, you're going to see that there's on a very regular basis tons of us in there, okay, both game developers and blockchain people and everything. Um, from the company that are there actively engaging with the community, okay? And saying, look, here's this really, really cool thing that we think is is super neat. What do you guys think? 
and then letting the entire community feed into it. Um, one of the things we don't do is we don't lock ourselves into uh, game decisions being made that way because general the, the general population are not game developers. Game developers are game developers and they need to develop their game in the particular way that that game needs to be developed. And, you know, a massive recipe for failure is to like give people the ability to have it developed however they want. But we definitely want to get people's sentiment and their feelings. And that uh, sort of soft guidance that comes from the community is something that's super important. And I feel something that is particularly blockchain. Yeah, the blockchain definitely has that uh, community uh, right. feeling. And, and that's not how, it. like, normal games aren't built that way. Yeah, I imagine uh, if, like, a game would get very popular, like one of your game developers would get really big, if I hope that would stay, that part uh, is, I think it's very important to get uh, well, user feedback. Because you always have the, these big companies who just forget about the initial users, yes, you know, it's terrible. Blizzard. Yeah. It's terrible. And, and this is so, so this is one of the things that we, we are doing. And this is why we talk to people so much, because for us, it's so important to make sure that, that people are on board with what we're doing. Um, and so we run stuff by people all the time. It's, 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 it's pretty cool. So if you're getting into your games, what do you need to enter the platform? So you mentioned you, you have a wallet when you set up. What else do you need in terms of knowledge or even in terms of hardware? No, nothing. That's it. We, 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 we want this to be like, put it this way. Uh, blockchain gaming right now, generally speaking, is a remarkably immature business. Okay. Um, there's a, there, there's very few people who are developing like games that are suitable for the mass market. Okay. And a large part of that is just this, the additional friction that blockchain causes, which, you know, we're definitely going to be overcoming here pretty soon. Um, you know, but for, for us, that's a, that's a really, really finding a way to overcome these barriers is super, super, super important. Um, so yeah, that's 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 a that's a definitely a direction in which we're working, and it's one of the things that I'm sorry, I totally lost the thread of the the, the question because of the guy drilling like he's literally right underneath me. You guys seriously yeah. can't hear that? No, no. Oh my I think god, it's amazing. I'm just like oh. What's happening? It's like having a <laughs> dentist in my head while I'm trying to talk. So what was your specific question? I apologize. Yeah, it was about what, what do you need to get now. started. Yeah. What do you oh, yeah. What do you need started? to get started? Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. We, we don't want you to have to have anything to get started. We would like you to be able to come in and play without having any specific knowledge. Um, you know, we don't need you to know what blockchain is. I mean, back when you guys were, were younger, you, you did LAN parties, right? You ever do a land party? I'm too young. I'm too young. Marco. <laughs> How old are you, Marco? Um, I will be 26. Oh my God. Joe, did you ever do yeah. a land party? No. <laughs> I do know what they are. I'm so, uh... I'm so <laughs> sad right now. I am so <laughs> sad and old. Look at yeah. this gray in my beard. This is terrible. Um, well, okay, you know what a LAN party is. For those of you who don't know what a LAN party is, 
is it's when you take your computer and you take it to somebody's house and you plug it in yeah, and course. you have cables going <laughs> all over the place um, and, and things had to be plugged in and you, you set everything up and you, you know, connect with uh, TCP IP across, you know, some like busted ass old switch that somebody spilled, you know, Mountain Dew code red in. And, you know, that's how you, that's how you play games. Right. Um, but the, the, the thing is, is that, you know, you're doing all of that with TCP IP. Okay. was the, the, the standard protocol that you have to learn how to monkey with as you set your system up, but it's, and, and, and TCP IP is still the backbone of the entire internet. It's just that nobody knows it. You know, nobody knows that you need to have all of these things that function for the internet to work because, you know, today, if you wanted to connect via TCP IP, you open whatever the game that you want to play and you click join match and done, you're in. Um, we want blockchain to get to that point too. Yeah, everything is made simple. Uh, that's actually what NiceHash aims to be. Uh, mining, mining is very hard Correct. for NiceHash. We want to make uh, mining accessible to the masses. So yeah. Right. That's exactly. the same principle, yeah. So there you go. Very, very uh, philosophically aligned there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what makes you different from other blockchain game? Uh, like there's the sandbox. What's the difference? So I suppose you want to develop some kind of, uh, as you said, the backbone. Please don't say for the for the. Okay. What? Back, back. I was just like, please don't say metaverse, please. No, <laughs> no, no. Uh, um, yeah, I, I have a feeling uh, Gala Games is supposed to be like a backbone, like the infrastructure. Yeah, we, we yeah. want to, at the end of the day, be a platform. Like, like it's, it's, it's similar. You can look at our development trajectory as being similar uh, to that of Steam's. You know, at the very, very beginning, Steam, you know, they started out as, uh, you know, the, their own studio right? Valve. Valve made, uh, you know, games. And that's what they did. And then they realized they needed a distribution platform. And there wasn't a distribution platform that actually worked. And I've never heard Gabe talk about this, but I imagine that that back in the early days, um, he got very frustrated with the idea of having to distribute games through Walmart, you know, and yeah. he's like, there's got to be a better way to do this. And then Steam was born. And this is what we're doing, but with, with blockchain games. Um, so we, in the long term, definitely want to have a platform play. But to answer the question, you know, what differentiates us from the sandbox or from, you know, any of these other uh, blockchain uh, game creators, um, is, that, is that we're bringing actual AAA quality gaming to the space. Okay. And that's a really, really big difference. And there is nothing, and please do not take this in any way, shape, or form as being a disparaging comment towards any of the other innovators in the space. Um, because, you know, you look, at, um, you look at, at Sandbox and you look at Axie and you look at all of these things, and they're, 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 they're great for, for what they are. But, you know, Axie is a 3v3 battler. It's, you know, a game. It is a singular game. Um, and the sandbox is a area where people can create and make their own little worlds that are voxel based. That's cool. Um, 
I would not so go so far as to say that it is a game. It may be a game creation environment, um, but it by itself isn't, you know, a full on game. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, we make games. We bring games into the world. We work with, you know, studios uh, that make the games like, you know, Halo. Uh, you know, we're working with certain affinity down in Austin. We're working with Ember uh, Ember Entertainment. Um, they're making our uh, the Walking Dead Empires game. Um, you know, these are people who have. <laughs> Oh, dude! You should see the playtests. <laughs> you should see the playtests. Like we haven't, we haven't released any of the playtests yet. But it's so crazy. It is so fun. The base building mechanism in there is like. Did you ever play The Sims? Sims. Yeah. Yeah. Sims. Of course. Yeah. Okay. So, so like when you build a house in The Sims, you're like building your walls and sticking your own furniture in there, and it's like, like your own little place, right? It's like that, but with zombie defenses. <laughs> well, that's something my girlfriend's gonna love. Then it's crazy. It's <laughs> she so loves fun. Sims and she loves uh, The Walking Dead. So yeah, Perfect. no, it's 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 really cool. Um, and so yeah, I'm super excited about that. But that's the thing is that you know these are all games being produced by teams that have. I mean, we're talking substantial game teams. I mean, not not like two guys in a garage, but like you know, a real team with, you know, a cumulative hundreds of years of game experience between all of them, you know, and that makes a difference because they make amazing games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ed, the other day uh, we, we had Flux on, mm-hmm. the, on the show and they also provide like uh, infrastructure for the Web3. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think that uh, Gala Games is doing pretty similar uh, stuff, but for the games. So yeah. I think that's the... That's uh, a good to have for the future for because sure. at first, at first you need the funda- foundation, then you can build upwards. And uh, yeah, I really, really, really looking forward for the project. I'm, I love it, man. I love what we're doing. I, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's really great to, well, I used to say, you know, to get up and go to work, but I don't go to work anymore. We've built the entire company fully remotely. So it's kind of like, get up and go down the hall um, every day and, and be able to do something that doesn't feel like work just because it's so damn much fun. Yeah, awesome. So you're, yeah, you're talking about all the external developers you have and a lot of great teams working with you. So how can external developers get started with you guys? Well, the best way to get started with us is to join our Discord, okay? If you have a game that you would like to pitch okay to us we 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 are available we have funding we're happy to fund games that you know want to come to the platform um you know we've got a a very substantial developer fund that we can deploy to help bring games to the you know into the right space um once you're in that discord you begin chatting with us you know it's we're, we're pretty open to stuff being shared so that we can have you know, nice conversations about it um, with everybody there, uh, and it, it's 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 pretty cool. Once once you're there and you begin talking to some of our game teams, you know, you can send in a demo, you can send in some screenshots, you can send in like a design doc, and we can connect you with the right people, and you can have that conversation. Cool. 
So your most successful game is Townstar. Uh... Right now, regrettably, and this is going to change very soon, it is the only game that is actually live on the platform. Everything else is still in development. Um, I We have a game called Spider Tanks that is getting ready to have its full launch here quite soon. It is insanely fun. Um, we have a few other games. I think we're, we're aiming for eight additional games by the end of the year um, live on platform. Um, and every single one of them is significantly more... Uh, it's, a, it's, it's a significantly more game-type game than Townstar is. Okay. Uh, just a side question for the Townstar. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, how does it utilize the NFT, NFTs? Uh, so I saw you can buy different stuff. Yep. Is there anything else that's working on the blockchain that uh, we would con- find the, interesting? The, con- the content yeah. from Townstar is being served uh, from the blockchain, and um, right now, or not from the blockchain, from our node network. Um, it's not specifically the blockchain because you know, again, Ethereum yeah. and content yeah. not a good mix. Um, but the you could place the NFTs in in game. Uh, they have various earning potentials. We're reworking some of the model for how that works, because um, you know what we had released originally was an alpha sort of of the play to earn. Uh, so we're we're making some refinements on that, and we'll be pushing that out before too terribly long. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's the the level of interaction that it has right now. Cool. And in the very near future, we're also having a. Uh, Right, right now, the game itself is client authoritative. Um, we're switching it over to a server authoritative model, which will make the the everything quite a bit more robust. Cool. Still can't believe you guys can't hear that drilling. It's insane. <laughs> you must have good cancellation. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk a bit more about the actual token uh, gala. So it's, you have it listed sure. on quite a few exchanges. We just listed it uh, very recently at NiceX, NiceHash Exchange. Ah. So was it always about the games? Or is there also some project or strategy when it comes to the, the token and making it attractive um, to investors or traders? So I'm going to say a few things that, that may not be popular um, here. We... There's two answers to your question, okay? Um, We are a game development company. That is what we want to do. We want to see amazing games come into the world. We want to use blockchain as a means uh, to bring those games to the world. Um, So in that sense, we are very, very focused on the games. We're also a little bit focused on music now. We have an entirely separate team that's pushing in that direction. Um, We are doing a lot of interesting things with the token, uh, but those are all designed for the creation of a long-term stable ecosystem for the game development network. What they are not focused on is generating ROI for quote-unquote investors or, you know, anything like that. Like, it's not a... If, if, you, if you would like to buy Gala, buy so because you believe that gaming is an amazing space and that you would like to be a part of the future of that, not because you're looking for short-term, you know, Roy on whatever the 
whatever it is that you're you're doing. Um, and I have to be extremely public and candid about saying that. Like, yeah. uh, we're not interested in your return on quote unquote investment. Do not invest. Um, <laughs> don't do that. Um, does and I, I know that sounds crazy, and I know that that's awfully honest. Nobody says that. Nobody like and, yeah, and that's, that, that, I, that's a good thing. In, that you did that. Yeah, in the space, everybody's like, "Oh, we'll buy our token because, huh?" And, and no, don't don't do that. <laughs> like, if you if you would like to be a part of this with us, come be a part of it with us. We'd love to have you here. Um, you know, do are we going to ever say that you know number go up? No, we're never going to ever say number go up. Okay, that's that's not how this actually works. And if anyone tells you otherwise, they're lying and they're trying to get your money. <laughs> um, you know, we're here to build amazing stuff. Yeah, buy it because you believe yeah, in it, that's and because you want to see the project grow. That's there you go. Yeah. Uh, so, how are the tokens released? I saw that the uh, circulating supply is very low. Uh, total supply. Yeah, why is that? So the the reason for the reason for that is that um, there's a chunk of the allocation. So tokens are released on a daily basis to founders nodes. Okay, um, and based on the action of the founders nodes. Um, right now, fifty percent of the release goes to founders nodes. Fifty percent goes to a company uh, allocation. It's split up in various different ways. All of that company side of things is locked and has never been touched since day one um, and will be so for the foreseeable future as far as I know. Um, and so what you're seeing there, that circulating supply is only what has been placed in the hands of the community as a whole. Um, right now, like I said, on a daily basis, 50% goes to the founders node operators themselves. Um, for the first year, that was 75% that went to the, the, that company chunk and 25 that went to the founders nodes. Um, when I came in, I, one of my initiatives was to, to make those equal. And so that's where that imbalance is. And in the long run, um, I think you're going to see that it goes even further in the other direction. So the community ends up holding more. Um, what is founders node? The founders nodes are the nodes that you're, that you were asking about earlier. Huh, okay. So they're the nodes that run the entire ecosystem. So you mentioned earlier that oh, about the um, Gala chain, which you're not calling the Gala chain. Yeah. Is there a date for that right. when it's coming out? Um, we are going through final testing um, right now. Uh, we actually have a, a game that we have created specifically for the purpose of stress testing this with the, the community at... at uh, at large. Um, and so we're, we're getting ready to push that out within the next couple weeks, I believe. Um, and it will have uh, integration with Geary, Project Geary, which everyone calls Project Gary, because obviously <laughs> they do. Um, and so, uh, yeah, in the next few weeks, you'll be able to see that. And then uh, in the future, uh, other games will be coming on. We're already working with Spider Tanks for the release, and we'll have uh, that in it shortly after. Awesome. Cool. So we were talking a little bit about uh, Web3 as well. So it's a real buzzword right now. Everyone's talking about Web3. 
Where do you see that going and and where do you see galas as a part of that? I think web three is, is the inevitable evolution of the internet as a whole. Like, I think it's definitely going to go in, in that direction. Uh, because honestly, at the end of the day, it's that, you know, concept of, of, of decentralization and interoperability that is, uh, extremely important to the evolution of the space. Um, if you look at the internet, the internet itself only took off once other people began to be able to build on it. You know, prior to that, it's this little tiny government thing used for research and, and whatnot. And that's, that, that, that's fine for what it is. But I think that Web3 is the thing that gives ownership of the internet to people. What do you think is the future of Gala? Where do you see yourself in like a couple of years? Oh my God. Um, <laughs> well, what I'll tell you is this, is that we've allocated uh, $2 billion uh, to game development um, over the next 12 months, uh, $1 billion Crazy. to the music industry, $1 billion to the film industry. Um, and there's there's just a lot going on and we're growing as quickly as we can hire people right now. Um, crazy. Like that. Those are crazy amounts. They're well, yeah. yes and no. They're they're look, look, look at it this way. Um, you know, I, I would say that the, the most popular blockchain game right now is, uh, or right. I, I don't know if it is still right now, but it used to be Axie, right? You know, how many users did Axie have at its peak? You know, probably, probably the point, yeah. a couple hundred thousand DAU, right? You know, and, and that's, that's because like everybody in the Philippines was playing. Like it was very, very popular um, in that specific area. And there were, you know, guilds set up and, you know, you, you used to see these um, like rooms where there'd be like, people sitting in front of racks with like 50 cell phones on them, right? All, you know, clicking and, and just doing this again and again and again. Um, and, you, you know, that's where blockchain gaming is today. Okay. But take something like uh, Farmville. Okay. Farmville was probably one of the most popular uh, games, you know, for, for quite a while. Okay. What was Farmville's daily active user count at peak? At peak, Farmville's daily active user count was like 34 million users over the course of a day. Wow. Okay. And it's, it's just a totally different thing. And those 34 million users are 34 million people with their cell phones. There's nobody who plays that game, you know, five times. Okay. Nobody's running a rack of 50 phones playing Farmville. Um, we, we want to design and build gaming, you know, for the blockchain at scale. There's like 3 billion gamers in the world. Okay. That's yep. 3 billion people who should all own their own stuff. And when you look at that, you know, you say, okay, well, if we build something for, for a game, okay, we build a game that is, that, that appeals to 10% of that user base, you know, 
I mean, right now in the in the free to play gaming space, people are paying, you know, seventy dollars or more an activation. You know, like what what happens if you build a real game, an awesome game, a completely kick ass game that you know brings in a hundred fifty, two hundred million users? You know, when you look at it, saying that we're going to spend two billion dollars on game development, it's not that much. You know, when you look at the actual total addressable market, what we're really doing, it's just huge. Um, And so I think that that's actually one of the one of the challenges um, that operating in the blockchain space has is because people uh, think very small, generally speaking. You know, they're like, okay, well, we're building something for this elite group of geeks. You're not. You're building something for everybody. And that's... As as we talked before, like, making things easy. Yeah, make uh, it easy. Once the, at first, of course, it's going to be hard. Imagine, like, sending the first first Bitcoin. I mean, right. that, would, that was pretty hard. And now you can do it. I mean, it's way easier and it's going to get easier, yeah. of course. Yeah. And it's the same with... Uh, what you're doing with providing uh, infrastructure at first yep. and building on top of that. Uh, yep. And one, once you manage to to do this in a simple way, I think uh, more and more gamers are going to join. That is exactly right. You know, I mean, think, think of the number of people who played the original Pong. You know, how many people played uh, Pong? Pong? Yeah. You know, yeah. very, very, very few. I would say maybe a few thousand in the time that it was released, you know, now maybe, maybe a few tens of thousands. Okay. And certainly no numbers anywhere near what even a crappy app gets, you know, right now, just because gaming is part of our life and we're making it easier. And Gala games is here to uh, make it easier and to give you ownership of your in-game assets. It's a pretty awesome project. (laughs) We'll definitely be watching out for the games. So yeah, awesome. uh, we have many of our customer base are gamers and miners, as you're probably well aware of. Um, of so finishing up, do you have any any message you would like to send to our community, uh, gamers and miners who are mining with NiceHash? Come hang out, guys. Join our Discord at galagames.chat. Uh, it's a very different Discord than you've ever experienced. Uh, it is, you know, very focused on gaming and on tech. Uh, we are kind of ruthlessly anti like ROI conversation. So if you want to come in and talk about token prices, don't do that there because <laughs> um, it will get your ass banned. Um, but what we would definitely love to have you guys come and hang out and learn what we're doing. Check out the games. We're having play tests constantly. Um, we're starting a new play test, uh, but we're starting a new play test just this afternoon for a game called Superior. Um, and it's it's a, a first person uh, rogue light uh, shooter that's just super 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 fun, um, developed by a very experienced team um, who have made some of the the you know best games that people have played over the last twenty years. And uh, yeah, you should come hang out. It's you're gonna love it. Awesome, sounds really cool. Well, thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, nice talk. Uh, so we've been my pleasure talking with our special guest Jason Brink from Gala Games. Very happy to talk with you and to learn more about your project. So that's it for today. Uh, remember to check out NiceHash. Go to our website. If you're a gamer, you've definitely got a decent PC. 
go and download a quick miner and start entering some Bitcoin. See you all next time.